Hey everybody, welcome to the 21 Minutes or Less podcast. I'm Keisha Molana. And I am Nakia Smith. And today we are going to get into the art of humiliating Black women. So let's get into the third controlling image um, based off the text, which is the welfare mother. So the welfare mother appears tied to working class Black women's increasing access to U.S. welfare state entitlements. At its core, the the image of the welfare mother constitutes a class-specific controlling image developed for poor working class Black women who make use of social welfare benefits to which they are entitled by law. As long as poor Black women were denied social welfare benefits, there was no need for this stereotype. But when U.S. Black women gained more political power and demanded equity and access to state services, the need arose for this controlling image. So, like, when you hear, like, welfare queen and things like that, or you hear men all the time be like, oh, she probably got that food with her food mm-hmm. stamps, or... She on Section 8, like, her her rent went $37. You know, like, just throwing dicks (laughs) at women because they are being supported by the state. And nine times out of ten, if they're being supported by the state, it's because the father is absent, whether he's incarcerated, um, dead, or, you know, just... Uh, absentee father but there's a reason why this system exists and it's not because of the woman I'm just gonna say that <laughs> yeah I, I I get what you're saying um this is so deep <laughs> this is so complex because yeah it's like system it's it's like once we get something, it's the issue. Or let's see how we can make it problematic, you know? Like, why is it always a problem when we do stuff that other people have been doing and nobody has seen an issue with it? Like food stamps, you know? I feel like if you're not on food stamps, then that's a blessing. If you on food stamps, that's a blessing. Because it's a group that really need to be on food stamps that can't mm-hmm. get it because they make too much, but they don't make enough to where mm-hmm. they just don't need food stamps, you know? So it's just like, be grateful Absolutely. and stop trying to humble people. People love to humble Black women. Like, it's just like, oh yeah, um, if I was to just, you know, be struggling for this and paying for it in quarters, it would be an issue. And if I pay for it with a right. EC card, it's the issue. If I'm on WIC, it's the issue. So it's like, it's just the issue because it's me. Yeah, but the crazy thing about it is Black people aren't the majority of the of people who are on food steps. It's white people. <laughs> poor white people. Statistics show that poor white people are the majority race that benefits from welfare so I don't really know why we are so harsh and hard on each other 
but I really feel like it's ingrained in us because of what is portrayed in the media. Like, if you turn on the news, what you going to see? Crime. Where are you going to see the crime at? In a poverty-stricken area. It is, it's just like a, a recurring theme. If you see a movie about a black people, nine times out of ten, it's a slavery movie. You get what I'm saying? It's, so it's like these images are being taught to you at a young age, and then it's being taught to you in school. It's being taught to you through entertainment. So it's like, how do you get out of this? Like, how do you fight? How can you fight a system? Oh, this is very deep. So I think the first step is awareness because nobody gonna fix the issue that they don't even know is the issue. So even with the video we was talking about earlier with T Noir on YouTube about the mm-hmm. humiliation of black women, I think it's important that those videos get spread around. And I'm definitely going to tweet it and put it on my Facebook and all that. Because I, if I would have never got it from you, I probably would have never thought about the stuff she said regarding how black women are always the butt of the joke and people love humbling us. And I think it's very sad because it's like we, nine times out of ten, we're the ones working the hardest just to even get what we got, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, it's really sad that we have to be just with the double-edged sword, uh, sword of being a woman, being Black. Then don't be, again, don't be poverty-stricken because it's just going to be so much harder for you. So we have to band together and you know, we need more philanthropists. We need more people, to, black people mm-hmm. to get rich. And we need more black women and people to get in power positions because that's the only way we're going to get in these systems and get uplifted. So we need, you know, we need somebody that's over food stamps to look at the the black numbers because probably more people could qualify if we had somebody black there that understood what it's like to be in that middle class of uh, I just missed the, I make $100 extra than what I qualify for food stamps, but I'm also broke and living check to check. Like we need people that have been in those situations to speak up and bring awareness to it so that things can change. Absolutely. I feel like everybody was kind of humble because of the pandemic. Everybody felt, especially like if you was doing really, really well and then all of a sudden, you lost your job, and now you got to rely on unemployment. You got a glimpse of what it's like for people who are struggling and who need assistance and who need help. Yeah, exactly. And it was and it was out of your control. Exactly. Is if nothing you did, it was nothing that you did that put you in this situation. A pandemic happened. It was out of your control. And I think we hear so much when it comes to not just Black women, but Black people in general, that we need to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. But we have been at a disadvantage for years and still it's still at a disadvantage. So it's kind of like, yeah, you telling me this, but... 
how can someone pull themselves up who have been held back? Yeah, yeah, we have a society now where we have social media. You can make money, you know, any way that you can. But let's not forget that social media is fairly new. So it's kind of like we can change our paradigm now, but we still have to understand the systems that are in place. And then also understand that a lot of things are about to be automated Mm -hmm. and technology is kind of taking over. But then you also have to understand that there are people who are creating these algorithms. So we live in a racist society who have people in these power positions who are making these algorithms. You don't think they're going to make algorithms that have biases in them? Right. Yes. Exactly. I think it's so important that we, we spread the word about stuff like that too. Because as Black people, I think a lot of times we're so skeptical about stuff that sometimes we can limit ourselves. And it's like we have to encourage each other and support each other when we want to try new things and, you know, try investing. And now everybody, investing is cool now. Like literally investing is like when you walk into a party, people are talking about investing, not like regular stuff. Like it's crazy. So we have to just keep spreading the word to each other. And I think, honestly, social media is the best way to do that. Like, it's going to be around forever now. It's going to be, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Clubhouse, something new, um, data apps, all of this stuff is apps now. Everything is going to be app. So you have to get ahead of the curve. And that's why we need more Black people in different spaces, such as tech, because that's the people we need to put money, you know, put the money in their pockets. You know, we just made Clubhouse rich. Like, yeah. we gotta, we gotta make our black people rich too. But for some reason, it's just such an ingrained, like you said, it's historical. It's not ingrained in us to want to support each other when we try something new. But we will get on Clubhouse, but the same little, uh, you know, black Clubhouse, we don't want to get on that. Yeah, we we don't support each other. So let's move on to the final controlling image, which is the Jezebel Horahoochee. And it says, it's this um, central in the nexus of controlling images of Black womanhood because efforts to control Black women's sexuality lie at the heart of Black women's oppression, historical Jezebels and contemporary Hoochies represent a deviant black female sexuality and in this section they use an example of two live crew um song (laughs) so they use um i'm gonna say the lyrics mama just don't understand why i love your hoochie ass sex is what i need for you i got a good girl but i need a whore so they just Put that out there. Which you kind of see in hip hop Mm -hmm. and rap. Um, Sex, cars, clothes, that's all you hear about pretty much. So, what's your take on Mm -hmm. that? 
as someone who I feel is pretty sexually deviant when I want to be, I feel like it's definitely a stereotype there. Like, it's like something people feel like they can weaponize you with when you're consensually putting it out. But then when you do something, like when people um, leak people news and stuff, people be like, oh, dang, she a hoe, she this, she that, she whatever. Like, or they flock to it and be, mm-hmm. you know, they'll pay attention to it. But then when somebody posts their OnlyFans because they're willingly doing it, it's like, oh, she, she, she this, or oh, it's a negative connotation. But it's like, I think people more so just want to control you. Like, it's the controlling factor of like, well, you should be like this because you're a, you're a lady. Like, you're supposed to act like this, you know? Or you're not supposed to do certain things or you're not supposed to be a certain way. And it's like the same exact thing with a male, but nobody says anything because they're a male. So I definitely see the double standard. I feel like, you know, even when girls talk about sexual shit, like it don't even have to be necessarily maybe posting like a more revealing picture or OnlyFans or anything. They could just literally talk about sexual stuff and men will be like, oh, why she always talking about sex or why she talking about this so much? Mm-hmm. Or I had to unfollow that thought or uh-uh. And then it's the crazy because dudes talk more than females. Like dudes will know about your sexual history because they like to ask around and talk and drop you in group chats and stuff. And that's like normalized in dude culture. If you actually like really know dudes, they do that all the time. So it's like... Mm-hmm what like y'all be trying to spread sex more and put a negative negative connotation on it but when y'all do it it's, it's lollipops and roses right yep and so they broke it up into categories so they said that um plain hoochies or sexually assertive women can be found across social classes. Women who wear sleazy clothes to clubs and dance in slutty fashion constitute club hoochies. These women aim to attract men with money for a one-night stand. In contrast, the ambition of gold digger hoochies lies in establishing a long-term relationship with a man with money. These gold digging hoochies often aim to snare a highly paid athlete and can do so by becoming pregnant. And then finally, there is the Hoochie Mama, popularized by Two Live Crew, an image that links to Hoochie image to poverty. As Two Live Crew points out, the Hoochie Mama is a hood rat, a ghetto Hoochie whose main purpose is to provide sexual favors. The fact that she is also a mama speaks to the numbers of Black women in poverty who are single parents whose exchange of sexual favors for money is motivated by their children's economic needs. Well, that's definitely true at the end. A lot of times when women are doing sexual things in their work or whatever, like it's probably to provide for someone. So, yeah, that's another case of Black women doing what Black women got to do. So I support it. You know, I'm, I definitely think Black women should have that opportunity because when white women do it, it's not a problem. It's only when it's Black women. So people hate 
And then especially them OnlyFans girls or just black women that's like living in luxury, like paid for it. People just envy them, like because you're not living this what people perceive, quote unquote, just because social media is all perception. But if if you're living this what's perceived great life for just posting pretty pictures and you know, that may or may not be revealing to like boost your sexualization. People are envious of that when they're mm-hmm. sitting at their, you know, job that they may be uncomfortable with for hours upon hours. And it's like, you could do this too, girl. Like, it's more so a judgment thing. Like, oh, you, you've done, you stoop so low, you've resorted to doing this instead of like, no, I choose to do this. Right. Like, people are free to choose to do it. <laughs> it's OnlyFans. And people just don't like when it's the choice. And then a lot of people um, place that with self-esteem as well. They think they assume that women do, do that because they have low self-esteem and they feel the need to share or overshare to get validation or attention. So, but for whatever reason that they do it <clears throat> or don't do it, as long as it's consensual and they can go to sleep at night with the peace of mind, what a woman does with her body is what she does with her body. I agree wholeheartedly. Now, if you do something and then you have regret about it, or then that's a whole nother <laughs> that's a whole nother situation. But um, I say as long as you can have a clear conscience after your decision. And feel like it's not going to affect you negatively, yourself negatively. I'm not saying like how anybody else perceive it, but if you internally are not going to feel bad about it, then hey, do what you do. A hundred percent, I agree with that. It's all about what women want and their freedom and their choice. And you know, when you're poor, people think you shouldn't have options. When you're black. People think you shouldn't have options. When you're a woman, people think you shouldn't have options. So don't be all three. They really think you shouldn't have options. Or they be mad you got your EBT card and you get some crab legs. Like, they always going to be upset about something. So it's like, just live your best life. As long as you're happy and you're content. And like you said, you can go to sleep at night. You feel good. And you already know what's best for you. And your kids or your family or whoever you're providing for, then YOLO, do it. Yes. Because we live in a world of free will. I truly believe in free will. And it just sucks that we don't live in a non-judgmental world at the same time. Yeah. Because nobody would have an issue with half the stuff if it wasn't socialized to be that way. Like, it's all about socialization and what people deem as negative. Like, I don't know if you've seen Breakfast Club with that doctor who said he did, he did heroin before or, like, he's in support of, like, mm-hmm. heroin centers where they give you pharmaceutical-grade heroin or whatever. But, yeah, you should have seen mm-hmm. Charlemagne and DJ Envy just being closed-minded about it. He was pretty much saying, like, I'm not telling people to do drugs. I'm just telling them if they're going to do it, a safer way to do it. So 
it's like even when people doing drugs people find a way to judge you when he was like pretty much why are we sending people to jail for this why are we doing you know so much to stigmatize it when it's someone doing something to themselves like it's it's their choice you know I just hope that at the end of the day instead of looking outward people look within themselves and make the necessary changes that they need to make on themselves because I feel like as a coping mechanism people project onto others to make themselves feel better about you know whatever situation they in so I feel like if everybody do some little inner healing some reflective you know exercises reflective work then we can all see the good within one another absolutely I was just talking about this on my story like it's about self-esteem like not y'all esteem like live your life for yourself like someone always gonna be unhappy so like you gotta make sure you just living in your authenticity and it's just so unfortunate that for many black women we don't get to do that without extreme judgment and people just are always being um negative about it for the most part at least we are glad that you all are listening and enjoying the journey. And so make sure y'all go follow us on social media at 21 minutes or less on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And then you can follow our personal pages. Mine is at Keisha Milana. And mine is at Miss Butterfly 21. And we'll see y'all on the next episode.